Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Happy Monday. How's everybody feeling today? Yeah. Well, if you're not in a good mood yet, I will have you there by the end of this show. That's what I aim for every Monday through Friday here on the Wake Up America Show. What's up, Sign of Jonah? Nice to see you. Good morning, AP and Steffi says. Nice to see you. What's up, Barney Styles? Urs Mommy. David Lee 180. Brendel Bear. Quest Fanning. Corey and Callie, Nancy Solorio, the lovely Pitchmobile. Good to see you again, brother. Love that name. Wokas, 0422, Floby Tenderson. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Do me a favor, will you? 42 of you watching live, click that like button, will you? And of course, if it's your first time here today, we'd love to have you subscribe to the channel. My lovely smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife is here. What's up, Steffi? Ready for a good show? We've got lots of great content for you today on the program. Top of the show, it's a little bit of a mishmash. Did you watch the Golden Globes last night? No, of course not. You didn't have to because you knew that I was going to have the funniest clips, so I'm going to play them this morning. From this guy had no idea who this guy was, Joe Coy. He's trending on Twitter right now as we speak at 7.04 a.m. Central Time on the 8th of January, as of immediate, immediate mall. Uh, he's trending because of this monologue that bombed during the Golden Globes. So I'll play some of the, the key clips. We'll laugh at it. It'll be fun and funny. Then I was reading over the weekend about how Jodie Foster was getting pushback because she claims that Generation Z is lazy and entitled and everybody's boo. All the kids are throwing crap at Jodie Foster. She's that grouchy old lesbian these days. We're going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> We're also going to talk about the plight of Gen Z in regards to how so many of them are staying home with their parents. How dare you? Yeah, it's not a good economic situation, but you know what? This is the Bidenomics that they vote for. So you know what? Um, democracy is the theory that the common Gen Z knows what they want and deserves to get it good and hard. No, oh, yes. God. Oh, yes. No, You're getting God. it good and hard these days. Uh, we'll talk about that in the economic situation. Uh, there's lots of big news this morning at 7.30 a.m. Nikki Haley about to have an Iowa shocker. I'm reading a, a headline over at Newsweek.com. Nikki Haley's chances of defeating Trump in Iowa and New Hampshire, according to the polls. <laughs> Oh, Nikki Haley's going to get a shocker, all right. No, not that kind of shocker, you dirty-minded millennials. I know what you're thinking. Uh, we're going to talk about that at 7.30 a.m. Central this time. We've got lots of great content. I've also got a nice little clip that I found of Javier Malay debating the gender wage gap. Oh, we've always got to have our little Javier Malay update, right? Uh, we're going to have that for you this morning at 7.51 a.m. Central time. And then our friend uh, Remzo Martinez is going to join us this morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. Did you hear about these accusations uh, uh, that are pointed at Elon Musk for, for illicit drug use? This is what we're reading this morning at the Wall Street Journal. Elon Musk has used illegal drugs. Oh, no. no. Everybody panic. Subheading on this one. Some executives and board members fear the billionaire's use of drugs, including LSD, cocaine, ecstasy mushrooms and ketamine could harm his companies okay uh if he built all of those companies while on lsd cocaine ecstasy mushrooms and ketamine well done Elon Musk. i can barely get up the next morning after i have like an 11 percent abv beer from uh <laughs> one of the, the belgian triples I, I think those aren't 11 percent, but you know what i'm talking about what's the boulevard oh it's tank seven yes from kansas city boulevard beer you know what i'm talking about it's like 11% ABV. 
you have one is like having six beers or something like that. Anyways, yeah, and then I can't get up the next morning. But maybe it's because he's not he's not drinking alcohol. He's doing LSD, cocaine, ecstasy, mushrooms, and ketamine. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. But maybe not. He's out there saying that he doesn't do that stuff, and he's firing back. And this is these are two uh, female writers at the Wall Street Journal. Uh, my buddy Gavin McInnes was saying these ladies should be journalists. I'm laughing about that. You. Uh, we'll talk about that this morning at 8 a.m. Central Time with our buddy Remzo Martinez. Nice to see all of our friends signing and joining in. 123 people watching live. Nice to see you guys. Price of admission to the show this morning. Well, just click that like button for me, will you? I'd be very grateful. Thank you very much. Don't forget to, you can text the show at 573-319-1586. And I love when people are texting me on the weekends and I'm like answering back. People are texting in already this morning saying Golden Globes were on last night. Uh, all I know is South Dakota State football team won. Well, congratulations, South Dakota. What's up, Kilsharian? She's texting in saying, good morning, mostly listening and AFK. I love that. That was an old Counter-Strike. That, did you know, Kilsharian, that the AFK originated from Counter-Strike? As I wrangle five grandkids to school, I'm too old for this nonsense. Tried to post in live chat, but it's messing up and I'm driving, so I can't mess with it. Do not. Text and drive, Kilsharian. We want you safe and sound. We appreciate you very much. Uh, another listener texted in and says, uh, you'd make a great congressman. Now's the time to try before y'all have little kids. Are you sure? Maybe I should wait until after I have little kids because a lot of people are concerned about uh, me be not being a father and like trying to run for Congress. For those of you who don't know or just tuning in, my congressman here in mid-Missouri is stepping down. So there's a mad scramble to replace him here. Uh, so some people have uh, suggested, I got a couple phone calls last week from people who are like, hey, Austin, you want to run for Congress? Well, I don't know. What do you think? You guys think a yay or? It's up to you. you know what? I, I, I will do what the will of the people says. How about that? Uh, again, you can send me a text anytime, night or day at 573-319-1586. Again, the text lines are open anytime, night or day at 573-319-1586. Somebody's texting and saying, what the F is the Golden Globes? So it's kind of like the drunk Oscars, right? <laughs> so it's an award ceremony show uh, where, you know, people in Hollywood get together and pat each other on the back because they're so amazing. They're so amazing. Uh, but this year's Golden Globes was, do you remember that year that, uh, you probably remember when Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes and he was ripping on all of them, saying, like, I know that Jeffrey Epstein is your friend, but I don't care. And he was calling them all out for being perverts to their face. I mean, Ricky Gervais. Uh, J Ricky Gervais did it the best. But Joe Coy tried to do it. He's this actor. I have no idea who is either. But he's, he tried to do it. He tried to pull at Ricky Gervais, and they just weren't having it. Um, or uh, Quantum Kitty says she's been using AFK since the old BBS days. Oh, yeah, BBS, Bulletin Board Systems. I was trying to tell Stephanie the other day, like an old man, I used to have a 2400 baud modem, BPS, bits per second. I used to have a 2400 baud modem in my house, and I would dial up to a bulletin board system, and it would be a local Kansas City number, and the Kansas City number would be would be local, so I could call the bulletin board system, and there would be text base, and it would take me 30 minutes to download a picture of Cindy Crawford. <laughs> That was back when you used to call pictures GIFs because GIFs is how it's spelled, you Gen Z sons of bitches who think you can call it a GIF because you got all them new 
fancy little Jiffy programs and everybody's using GIFs, but you try and call it a GIF, but on the bulletin board systems, we called them GIF because the inventor of it called it a GIF and because whoever names something gets to decide how it's pronounced, right? Am I right? Does everybody remember bulletin board systems? Sign of Jonah dropping 10 bucks in the tip jar this morning. To what do we owe the pleasure? You certainly have pleased me this morning. He says the Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs. Be prepared. If they make it to the Super Bowl, the world is coming to an no, end. I'm not ready. No, I'm not ready. God, please, but are you ready no, for some embarrassing no, cringe clips no. from the Golden Glows? I've only got two of them. Don't worry. They're only like 15 seconds long. Here we go. Okay, take a look. As you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to here. Oh, oh, sorry about oh. That. Well, sorry about that. What are, you, what are you sorry about? Okay, wait a minute. Now, if, you're, if you were just listening to the show and you weren't watching it, you need to turn your eyes to the screen here for just a moment. I know you're busy, Quantum Kitty. Come on, Kilshari, and I need your attention. You need to see Taylor Swift's reaction to this joke. This is a visual joke here. Watch this now. Here's Joe the Coy. NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go Bro, to. Here. Look at that. Bro, she is not happy. <laughs> She's got that Greta Thunberg face How going on right you? there. She is, oh, God. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the joke obviously wasn't really all that funny, but Taylor Swift looked like he, like, actually ripped her a new one. I think it's because the Chiefs have been losing lately, so I know people are really upset about, and they're, like, blaming Taylor Swift for it, which is honestly, I think, hilarious. They're kind of saying that Taylor Swift is the Yoko Ono for Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, you know, you got to admit, if you're a huge football fan and like you're constantly being like they're talking about Taylor Swift, like the, the guys are probably sick of it. The women of Kansas City are just loving it. They're like, oh, my God. Yes. There we go. I'm making my own. See, I'm making my own little gif right here of the angry Taylor Swift. Look at this. Look at her face on that. She is not keen on it. She's probably annoyed by all of the football coverage as well with Travis Kelsey there. But she does look amazing, except for those bangs. I got to say down with the bangs. I'm not a bangs guy. Yes, that joke fell flat. Here's the next one here that I think this one kind of PO'd me as somebody who's worked in the entertainment business. You know, take a listen to what this guy does to his writers when his joke falls flat. The key moment in Barbie is when she goes from perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite, and flat feet. Ah, or what casting directors call character acting. <laughs> some I wrote, some other people wrote. Robert De Niro's here. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You got, you're kidding me, right? Slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. Look. Okay, pause for just a moment here. Okay, so here's Joe Coy. He's the actor who's doing the monologue on, uh, on the Golden Globes last night. Look at the lovely Margot Robbie. She's rather mid, as some people might say. Uh, but he, he makes this joke about character actors. Which, if you're an actor, that's a funny joke, right? You got flat feet, you're overweight, right? Then you're a character actor instead of an ingenue or a main lead. But it's really bad form to do what he does, which is he throws his writers under the bus here, okay? He says, some I wrote, some other people wrote, right? He's like, I got the speech 10 days ago. If you're explaining, you're losing. Uh, as they say in politics, it's the same for a monologue speech in front of the goal. 
Yeah, I, I expect that if you got the gig 10 days ago, you could spend 10 days writing a perfect monologue speech for the Golden Globes. But when you when your joke bombs and you blame it on your writers, that is just bad form. Flat feet. Ah, or what casting directors call character actors. <laughs> <laughs> some I wrote, some other people wrote. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, but look at the reactions here from the, from the audience on the Golden Globe. Look at them right there after this joke. Like one person is smiling. Some people are looking away. One, per, one girl down here is blowing her nose. You can see down in the bottom left-hand corner. I mean, all these Hollywood A-list celebrities. At least Ricky Gervais actually called them out. And like his jokes were funny. And Ricky, you know that Ricky Gervais wrote his own speeches. God, I love Ricky Gervais. Let's see if we can find that real quick. Ricky Gervais, Golden Globes. I mean, nobody will ever top that here. Let's see. Here it is. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the 77th Annual Golden Globe Awards, live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. I'm Ricky Gervais. Thank you. Um, now, this is how you do a, a you'll speech. You'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking. I never did. Um, NBC clearly don't care either, fifth time. So, I mean, Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets. Hello. <laughs> Lucky for me, the Hollywood Foreign Press can barely speak English. And... Apparently, they all got really upset about that. Now, look, you can already tell that the people in the audience are, are feeling uncomfortable, which is what you want. Like, Taylor was, was mad. She wasn't uncomfortable. She was just upset at the joke. She didn't think it was funny. But here is how you make people feel uncomfortable. This is how you roast Hollywood to their faces. This is a master class. They have no idea what Twitter is. So I got offered this gig by fact. So let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. We're all going to die soon, and there's no sequel. So, yeah. Oh, look at Amy Poehler. She can tell this isn't going to be good for her. Um, but you all look lovely, all doled up. You came here in your limos. I came here in a limo tonight, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, no. Because she had just got sent to jail. Now, look, Tom Hanks already not enjoying himself. It's her, it's her daughter I feel sorry for, okay? That must be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs. So I mean, never heard of that one either. Let's see if we can scooch forward In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. People from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. Ronan Farrow had just written that uh, uh, piece that exposed Harvey Weinstein. Coming for you. He's coming for you. Look, talking of all you perverts, it was a big year. <laughs> it was a big year for pedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. No one cares about movies anymore. No one goes to cinema. No one really watches network TV. Everyone's watching Netflix. This show should just be me coming out going, well done, Netflix, you win everything. Good night. But no, no, we've got to drag it out for three hours. You could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. That, that's a show about a man who wants to kill himself because his wife dies of cancer. And it's still more fun than this. Okay? 
Er's mommy says, now we know why they were freaking. Yes, we do. The Epstein client list. And he's, Ricky's getting to that now. Spoiler alert. Um, season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> now, Adam Driver. See, now here's the moment that everybody like talked about the next day. You can see Adam Driver. He's laughing and he's comfortable and he thinks it's funny. Adam Driver of uh, Kylo Ren, Star Wars fame and a bunch of other movies as well. Uh, but Adam Driver, you know, did not spend any time on Jeffrey Epstein's island. With that smile and that laugh, you could tell he was not friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Let's finish it off. You like to make your own? Spent, spent their time there. You could say, here we go. Spend a little time with Jeffrey Epstein. You had to make your own way here and your own plane, didn't you? So if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and off. Okay? <laughs> Give it up. Ricky Gervais did it better than just about anybody. Good morning. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and thankful to have you here. Don't forget, click that like button and subscribe to the channel and text the show at 573-319-1586. Again, that's 573-319-1586. You guys ready to catch up on what's going on with the Iowa caucuses? Yay? Yes? No? All right. Well, let's hear from all of our different candidates who are running for our affections in the Iowa caucus. Will we have a shocker coming out of Iowa? I don't know. So let's hear what Vivek Ramaswamy is saying out in Iowa. Of your opponent on the debate stage, uh, Dick Cheney and Green Shields is my favorite. But, um, but there's one candidate that I noticed you really don't criticize, and that's former President Trump. Uh, a lot of conservative commentators say that you're not actually running for president. You're just running for a position in his cabinet. I wanted you to speak to some criticisms of the former president, not of his presidency, policy-wise, I know how you feel, but over the last three years, supporting candidates that have really failed in the Republican race, um, can you gain name two or three criticisms of, of President sure. Trump as of late? You know, honestly, and that's a great question, and it's been you know a long time coming. This is a question that's been floating around on the internet, and accusations of Vivek Ramaswamy is just running for a position in the cabinet. He probably was running just to see how far he could get initially, just to try and get his uh, ideas out there. He was probably he's probably as shocked as anybody else that he got as far as he did. And honestly, when I ran for president in 2016, I was as shocked as anybody else that I got as far as I did, taking second place in a crowded primary, making all of the televised debates. Um, so Vivek Ramaswamy, when he got to a position where he was actually looking like not necessarily a viable candidate, but as someone that people are listening to as a voice for change and a catalyst, he probably said to himself that it would be wise for him to cozy up to Donald Trump. And frankly, I agree with him. But let's hear how Vivek responds to that. I've given, I mean, people, people have their narrative and then they try to connect the dots to fit their narrative. I agree with about 90% of Donald Trump's policy. And we have the 10% we disagree with here and there. And I've, I've named some of those. I can share some with you. But you're saying not even policies, but other decisions I could name too. The reason I haven't done it is because it feels so damn lazy, actually, to Monday morning quarterback, some small decision, and the rest of the candidates are doing it. It almost makes me feel disgusted, where these people have been licking his boots for money and endorsement right. for years. 
I mean, they have been. And now Monday morning quarterbacking some decision he made. I haven't been doing that. But I respect him for his accomplishments for this country. He kept us out of war, and he grew this economy. And I respect him for that. Now, that being said, it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, people hit him a lot for the COVID policies. Do I agree with a lot of those COVID policies? No, but do I want to sit here Monday morning quarterbacking him on it? No, you don't do want to do that, Vivek, because you had some pretty poor opinions on COVID-19 back during the pandemic yourself as well. There are some criticisms of Vivek Ramaswamy we could make, and certainly people have been making them. Um, but uh, well done turning this question around from a negative into a positive. Vivek obviously knows how to ace an interview. Either. Well, none of us were in those shoes, actually. And so we have That's to just true. say, what do we learn? What are we, we going to do different? Now, all of that said, I'm running to be president of the United States because I think I'm going to be best positioned to lead this nation from the front, to take our America First agenda to the next level. So I'll give you some areas of difference, or at least areas where I don't know where he's at, the carbon capture pipeline. I'm the only candidate who said that I'm opposed to the illegal use of eminent domain because it's unconstitutional. I'm opposed to that climate change agenda. Yeah, Donald Trump is obviously a big fan of eminent domain. He's always been an advocate in favor of eminent domain, and he's used eminent domain uh, not just while he was uh, president of the United States, but he also bullied people out of their homes uh, in order to build his casinos in New Jersey at Atlantic City. So Vivek's swipe there is a pretty good jab. Because it is based on a hoax. I think that's different. Donald Trump, hey, I've made some recent comments about the FBI and the headquarters and otherwise. I don't know where he is on this. Yeah, you do. And that's a lie, Vivek. You know where Donald Trump is on that. Vivek has, knows good and well that Donald Trump said recently that he thinks the FBI ought to have a big, brand new, beautiful building right where it is right now. And I think Vivek disagrees with that. And that's definitely a little scooch there. And I think let's give Vivek a little boo there. And I like Vivek, right? Let's Shut continue. Down the FBI. And I think that's the correct answer. There's 35,000 employees at the FBI. 20,000 of them are back office bureaucrats in the J. Edgar Hoover building. They're going to go home on my walk. 15,000 of them. Beautiful are investigative agents on the front line. And see, this is why I want Vivek Ramaswamy to be the vice president, because honestly, I think Donald Trump probably doesn't last long if he wins the nomination or the White House again, because I think that either some crazy psychotic leftist is going to off him, or he's just, he's getting a little old and it's going to be hard for him to keep up. This Somebody like this, this gentleman who, <laughs> I call him a gentleman, uh, who knows what he is, uh, who uh, was answering this question on the street about voter ID laws. Take a listen to the, uh, whether or not uh, blacks were able to get IDs. Take a listen to this. This is your average garden variety leftist. Now, tell me, does this guy sound like he's programmed to you? It's harder for black Americans to obtain voter ID. Well, it's really, it's a class issue. And because of systemic racism, it's uh, usually people of color, so black Americans uh, who are at the bottom of the socioeconomic classes, which means that they will have the most trouble like having to pay to go get voter ID law or voter IDs. You motherfuckers racist as hell. Why the fuck wouldn't black people have that? What's the difference between between us and you? Why do you think it's harder for black Americans to obtain voter ID? <laughs> well, it's really it's a class issue. And because of systemic racism, it's uh, usually people of color. So black Americans uh, who are at the bottom of the socio. I mean, that is a person right there who has been programmed. I mean, you want to talk about NPC non-player character. That person just started spouting every left-wing talking point they can. No original thought whatsoever. Why can't black people get voter ID? Well, because of uh, systemic racism, like minority voter suppression, all that kind of stuff. And the black guy comes in and he's like, this bitch, I can get an ID. What? How stupid. See, that's the thing. The, the, the left is so 
captured. White leftists are so captured by their own superiority complex. And they, they point their fingers, white supremacy, white supremacy. They are the white supremacists. They truly do believe that they are superior to the black race and that the government needs to step in and give them a leg up because they are too stupid to go and do something as simple as getting a voter ID. Uh, let's continue to hear from Vivek Gramaswamy, my favorite candidate in the Republican primary, Vivek Gramaswamy. Which have been far more effective at fighting child sex trafficking or the fentanyl epidemic in this country. So he's talking about um, removing the FBI's um, authority over certain federal crimes and using federal marshals, which is exactly what I have been proposing for years. I like Vivek Ramaswamy so much because it's like he's taking all of my policy points from my 2016 presidential campaign and using them here. So I think what really happened is not that we have so much of a policy dispute here, but they duped him, actually. They told him, as I said, you couldn't fire those civil servants because of civil service protection. We'll read the law. They told him you can't end birthright citizenship for illegals, as I said I would do, without a constitutional amendment. Read the 14th Amendment. It does not apply to the kids of illegals. They told him you can't carry out those mass deportations because how could 6,000 ICE agents possibly go, go after millions of illegals? Read the law. The law already allows you, if you have a president that instructs ICE to do it, to allow local law enforcement to serve your warrant. And so the biggest differences aren't some sort of microscopic policy difference here or there. It's the fact that I think it's going to take not just an outsider, a person who can bring a flamethrower not only to the debate stage, but to Washington, D.C. Trump brings that, and I bring that. So this is why I think Vivek Ramaswamy would be a good vice presidential pick for Donald Trump. Who is going to win? Unless Nikki Haley pulls out a shocker. But what's Donald Trump, the next president of the United States, actually saying? Uh, about Joe Biden these days in Iowa. Take a listen. Biden can't even read the teleprompter. The other day, Matt, he's given a, a thing. He's a news conference because he hasn't had one in about six years or something. Can't have it. You can't have a news. So he picks a, he goes, Bill from NBC, NBC, over, uh. so the guy asked him a very simple question like about vanilla ice cream. But then they actually asked him a question about a border or something. So he goes, they ask him a question, Bill from NBC, they ask him a question. Um, the border is very strong. Uh, it's very normal. And things are going very well on the border. Oh, thank you very much for the news conference. Thank you. And then he walks into a wall. <laughs> Biden can't even read the teleprompter. <laughs> Oh, you know, for people who think that uh, Trump ain't got it, he's still got it a little bit. Yeah, he's getting up there, a little long in the tooth, but still very funny. What's Ron DeSantis saying? I know his supporters are really excited and fired up for the possibility that Ron DeSantis is just going to blow out Iowa. What's Ron DeSantis saying these days? If you're going to stand for nomination, you should be able to stand on a stage to do it. I'm happy to debate him on your program or if your network wants to host a debate in New Hampshire, South Carolina. Uh, but the idea that he can go and just read off the teleprompter uh, for 45 minutes and then go back, you know, back home, that doesn't cut it in Iowa. He's talking about uh, Trump. So he's attacking Trump here. Iowa, and that doesn't cut it in a lot of these states. And so uh, let's go get on the stage and, and let's have the, the debate of ideas. And I hope Donald Trump will be willing to do that.
So he's still begging Donald Trump to debate him, which, you know, Naga, Nagahina, not going to happen. Uh, there's not going to be any debates. Um, yeah. Trump is funny AF, says Floby Tenderson. Yes, he is. Will run riot. What's up, Will? He says, I've been saying that for years. Abolish all federal law enforcement and police departments. Have marshals and sheriffs. There you go. Let's give it up for Will run riot. Fellow Missourian. How are you doing today, Will? the number one podcaster and probably the biggest voice, most recognizable voice in conservative circles talking about these days in regards to Donald Trump. Regardless of what you think about Trump as a personality and this, this air quotes threat to democracy, what is democracy if it's not people having the ability to choose an elected leader? What is democracy? Like, what are you saying? Threat to what? If you are literally subverting democracy because you think someone's a threat to democracy, you're a threat to democracy. Just because people believe that this one person is absolutely the that's the whole reason why people have elections. One case, one group has to make a case that they would be better leaders and they have a better plan. They have a better path forward for America. If you think they're wrong, the whole idea of democracy is you're supposed to have a better case. Oh, man, Vox Populi. Voice of the people, what do you guys think of that? Good morning. If you're just tuning in to the Wake Up America show, I'm Austin Peterson. We're glad and thankful to have you here on the show. Lovely to see you here today. Happy Monday. Do me a favor, will you click that like button and subscribe to the Wake Up America show if it's your first time here on the channel. It's a great way to start your day. We stream this show live every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central here on the Wake Up America show. So if you like to get your political news with a little bit of fun and a little bit of funny, and I think this is destination listening for you. So click the like button, subscribe to the channel, come back and join us here every Monday through Friday, again, from 7 to 9 a.m. Central here on the Wake Up America show. We'd love to have you make friends with us. Join us by dropping a little comment underneath the Rumble chat. And uh, again, we'll hope to see you again tomorrow. We have lots of great regular guests on the show. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have the lovely Camelia Peterson, who's our regular guest there. Wednesdays is Big Brain Time with Judge Andrew Napolitano. Fridays is Freedom Family Friday here on the show when my lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, joins us, as well as my brother, Justin Peterson. So that's why we call it Freedom Family Friday. Lots of great reasons to continue to tune into the Wake Up America show on the regs. So what do you say? So hit us up with a like button, and a like and a subscribe here on the Wake Up America show again every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the Wake Up America show. It's a great way to start your day. What do you say? Okay, let's go. Let's hear from um, the other side of the aisle. I pulled this clip up. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez with her solution to immigration. Take a listen. From all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm -hmm. Now you can fix that by trying to build a wall or you can fix that by trying to document people and create a path to citizenship. <laughs> Um, we'll have folks that might say, look at these systems, you know, that our shelter system has weight and things like that. But one of the reasons that our public systems experience weight is because people don't have a documented and reliable path to work and sustain themselves, just like all of our ancestors did and our, and our grandparents and great grandparents from all parts of the political spectrum. What are your thoughts on how AOC answered that question? I'd love to hear from you. You can send us a text at 573-319-1586. Again, text us anytime, night or day, 
at 573-319-1586. All right, well, let's hear from Nikki Haley. What's she talking about these days? Uh, Madam Ambassador, another question is what care should be on the table when a 12-year-old child in this country assigned female at birth says, actually, I feel more comfortable living as a boy. What should the law allow the response to be? Well, I think the law should stay out of it, and I think parents should handle it. Uh, Madam Ambassador, another question is what... Hey, that's interesting. Um, our listeners over on the chat this morning are saying, um, uh, what happened to Mondays with Miltimore? Yes, thank you for reminding me. Uh, John is out today. He's got a retreat for the, I know, for the Foundation for Economic Education. He, We do have Mondays with Miltimore. Yes, John Miltimore is one of our regular guests on Mondays. So he will be back next Monday. Mighty Megatron says, AOC is the only bartender who's never brought anything to the table. Very good. Very funny, Mighty Megatron. So did Nikki Haley just say what I think that she said in regards to transitioning minors? Take a listen Care should again. be on the table when a 12-year-old child in this country... 12-year-old child, okay. ...signed female at birth says, actually, I feel more comfortable living as a boy. What should the law allow the response to be? Well, I think the law should stay out of it, and I think parents should handle it. Nikki, 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 I, I don't understand this impulse from people, especially people on the right. Now, for those of you who know a little bit about my history, in 2016, I ran for president of the United States as a libertarian, and I was famously booed at the convention during a presidential debate when I said that I think that while adults should be allowed to do as they please, provided they harm no one else, it, that, that I do think that there should be some laws that protect children from ingesting illegal drugs or illicit uh, narcotics. Uh, and for that, I did get booed uh, because there are some people who think that there should be no laws that protect children, even in a situation. And that's very anarchistic, which we know Nikki Haley is not an anarcho-capitalist. So I don't quite get her, her feeling on this one, why she wouldn't think that there do need to be laws that protect children from being genitally mutilated by adults. The only thing that I can think of is that she must have someone in her life who has transitioned or is going through a transition or maybe one of her kids or something like that. But definitely agree with Curious Cat who says, good morning, America needs prayers. Good morning, Curious Cat. Would you do me a favor and pray for me this morning? I'm Austin Peterson, the host of the Wake Up America show. We need all your thoughts and prayers, and we're grateful to have all of our friends joining us here this morning. And of course, I'm sure that many of you have already clicked like and subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already, we'd be glad and grateful to have you join us here. All right, let's finish with my favorite, uh, talking about the Iowa caucuses, and uh, finish in terms of the clips, to hear from my favorite Republican presidential candidate. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the polls in Iowa before we get to the actual voting, which starts next week. But it also takes an outsider who knows and deeply understands the law and the Constitution in this country. And those two things don't usually go together. Right? You have the law professor academic type over here. You'll have the business guy who can execute over here. Those two things don't usually come in the same person. <clears throat> That's what gives me my sense of duty. To not only be in this race, but to be your next president, to lead this country for the next eight years. That's what we require. And I also want to say another word about this is very practical. You all have a choice to make in about 10 days. If you think they are going to let 
Donald J. Trump get anywhere near that White House? I want you to open your eyes. I think we're walking into a trap, right? A trap that's been laid for our America First movement. These people, they're going to stop at nothing. And I mean nothing at this point. To keep this man away from office. Propping up, getting this down to be a two-horse race. Maybe it's between Trump and a Democrat. Maybe it's between Trump and a Democrat and the Republican Party, for that matter. doesn't matter. Someone they can control. And then take him out of contention, one way or another, and prop in a controllable puppet. That's the trap we're about to walk into. And you're going to look back 12 months from now, are you going to say we're, going to sh- we're shocked that that happened? Or are we going to say, why didn't we open our eyes sooner to that reality? This is why I want him to be the VP. I really think that he's right about Donald Trump to an extent, and it's why we need somebody on backup who is actually America first, right? Think, who would you rather have? Of all of the Republican presidential candidates that are running right now, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Mar- um, not Marco Rubio. He's, I don't know why I got Marco Rubio in my brain. It's not 2016 anymore, AP. Uh, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, you could make a good case for Ron DeSantis, and I think a lot of people have, but I still feel safer with Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek is the only one who's talking about getting rid of the FBI wholesale. Mighty Megatron agrees with me. He says, I agree. He should be VP. Good. Glad to have you here. Thanks so much to Rumble.com for featuring us there on the front page. We appreciate you very much. For those of you who are tuning in live right now, it might be your very first time joining us, and you have no idea who I am. I'm Austin Peterson, and this is the Wake Up America show, where we stream this show live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. We're talking a little bit this morning about the Republican presidential primary. I guess Iowa has a caucus, which will occur next week. We're talking about that and the different candidates and their strengths and demerits, and uh, we are going to be talking a little bit... um, uh, this morning about some other topics as well. At 8 a.m. Central Time, we're going to speak to Remzo Martinez uh, about uh, allegations being made against Elon Musk that he uses illicit drugs like LSD, cocaine, ketamine, and uh, some other sounds like fun stuff. <laughs> and uh, we'll hear from him in about 15 minutes at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Wake Up America show. Did you guys see this video? of the guy who got naked and jumped into the uh, aquarium at Bass Pro in, uh, was it Memphis? <laughs> We're gonna hear from um, me at 8.30 a.m. on that one because everybody was talking about, well, his non-existent, um, um, <laughs> you know what? And it was very reminiscent. Everybody was talking about that Seinfeld episode. Remember when George Costanza was in the pool and everybody had to explain what shrinkage was. <laughs> I can't play that video. I don't think I couldn't find a censored version of it to play for you guys today. Besides, you don't want to see a naked dude in, a, in an aquarium in Bass Pro Shops, do you? Huh? Oh, you do? <laughs> we'll talk about that this morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Good morning to C. Mill is Dumb. First time here on the show today. What's up, C. Mill? C. Millis? C. Millis Dumb? C. Millis Dumb. <laughs> Glad to have you here. What's up? Oh, it was in Alabama. Thank you, Tolly. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, Austin, how dare you? How dare you? So we'll talk about that today at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. All right. So let's, uh, let's put a gift wrapping bow on this conversation uh, about the ca- Iowa caucus next week. I read this headline from Newsweek. Nikki Haley's chances of defeating Trump in Iowa and New Hampshire. So I read that and I'm just kind of like, What? <laughs> What are you talking about, bro? 
But here's the story. With just weeks until the Iowa caucus, you guys' comments are making me laugh. Uh, in the New Hampshire primary, all eyes are on Nikki Haley? What? No, they're not. Uh, as she aims to break former President Donald Trump's grip on GOP voters. This Jason Lemon is the weekend editor at Newsweek. I don't know where this article came from. Haley, of course, is the former ambassador to the United Nations under Donald Trump. She's got key endorsements from the Koch uh, group, uh, New Hampshire's Governor Chris Sununu, Sununu, which has given her a little bit of a boost there in New Hampshire. And of course, what's what's happening with Ron DeSantis, right? His campaign has kind of floundered as Nikki Haley has started to ascend in the polls. That's reality. Trump has been taking notice and been ramping up his attacks against Nikki Haley ahead of the Iowa caucuses. The Iowa caucuses happen on January 15th. The New Hampshire primary happens in January 23. So things are going to be a little bit clearer here in the next couple of weeks. Here's my prediction. Donald Trump cleans both of their clocks and Ron DeSantis drops out after the New Hampshire primary. So he's going to get second place. I see Donald Trump as winning by 20 points, at least in Iowa, with Ron DeSantis as, as second and Nikki Haley as third. Uh, and uh, Chris Christie and Vivek, um, you know, fighting it out in single digits in the bottom. As much as I like Vivek, right? people are like, well, how can you have somebody like that be the VP? Well, what do you think Joe, Bu what do you think Kamala Harris was in, in the polls when Joe Biden, she didn't win a single elector. So, uh, you know, she still won, right? The presidents get to choose their VPs, which, you know, is good or bad, depending on how you feel about it. So Haley is way behind, right? She's still trailing the former president in polls out of both states, as well as in a national survey of Republican voters, right? So um, uh, Nikki Haley right now she, ver, ver, in Iowa, here's where she's looking at right now. Let me pull up this poll. Da, 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 da. Polling conducted shows former South Carolina governor at 17%, whereas Trump was backed by 49% of respondents, 17% to 49% in Iowa. DeSantis actually tied Nikki Haley in that poll with 17% as well. Oh, Ron. It hasn't been fun watching Ron DeSantis' campaign, I have to say. It's just, I, and the thing is, is I just hate seeing people embarrass themselves, especially people that I like. Right. A lot of my friends are on the Ron DeSantis campaign, like, you know, Jenna Ellis and John Cardillo and so many other good people and other people like they have made it their whole personality to attack me for the last couple of months because I've been calling balls and strikes in this primary and just saying, hey, listen, I like Vivek Ramaswamy. I think he's done a great job in the debates. And that really ticked off the DeSantis people. And and I just because I like Vivek Ramaswamy, and then I had to I had to turn around and say, hey, listen, you guys are making idiots out of yourselves. Okay, we're all competing for second place here. At least I know that my candidate isn't going to win, and I'm supporting him because I like his ideas. You're just trying to pull another Never Trump move. A lot of people, because here's the thing: if Ron DeSantis was polling higher, the Never Trumpers would have been behind DeSantis. Okay, the whole Coke endorsement was not because they like Nikki Haley. Most people who are in the Americas for Prosperity or the Koch Network, they despise Nikki Haley. They're going to go out there and start knocking doors in the coming weeks for Nikki Haley, and they're going to do so reluctantly so that they can keep a job. And that's all it is, right? I know these people. I know they don't like uh, Nikki Haley. The only reason why the Koch brothers' outfit is attacking Donald Trump is because they have Trump derangement syndrome. 
Now, do they have legitimate policy beefs that I happen to agree with the Koch brothers on versus Donald Trump, like issues like free trade or immigration or things like that? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I also don't have Trump derangement syndrome. I also understand that there are overall, there are some net positives that Donald Trump has brought to the United States. You can't argue with that economy. And if you think that Donald Trump didn't have anything to do with it, you are dead wrong. He absolutely did. The strongest economy the world has ever seen. And that's that's a key factor in regards to Donald Trump's triumphs during his presidency, of which there are many. And as Vivek Ramaswamy rightfully stated earlier, he has some policy beefs and differences with Donald Trump when it came to his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. Let's not forget Vivek Ramaswamy had some pretty piss poor opinions about what to do during the COVID-19 pandemic as well. Guess who didn't have any piss poor opinions during the pandemic and who fought for your freedom and liberty the whole damn time? Yeah, that's right, me. Your boy AP. People who are always right about things never get any credit because everybody hates him because it's like, eh, he's a know-it-all. I don't care that he fought for my freedom during the pandemic. I, I like people who, who took away our freedoms and then realized that they were wrong later, like Ron DeSantis. Oh, no, God. No, God. You know what I'm Please, saying? No, no. Like that's no, kind of like been the, the, no. the DeSantis people's whole argument for Ron DeSantis has been, well, yes, he did take away our constitutional rights. Yes, he did pass an executive order that took away liberty from people in, in Florida. Yes, he did do all of that. Uh, but he realized he was wrong before most other people did. Not you, Austin, even though we, you know, we don't give you any credit, even though you were right the whole time. But he realized he was wrong after he took away our liberties. And no, we shouldn't see that as a bad sign that he's willing to take away our liberties at the drop of a hat whenever people get a little bit scared. And he thinks that there must be a pandemic clause in the Constitution and that the executive branch has a, a, essentially the power to write laws to take away people's inherent right to be able to move in the states that they live on and be able to travel and spend time on the beaches that they probably move there for. But but he realized he was wrong faster than everybody else, which is like the whole like argument for Ron DeSantis 2020, 2024, which I never got. It doesn't make sense to me. What do you think about it? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Send us a text at 573 319-1586. Again, 573-319-1586. I'd love to hear this. Uh, Brindle Bear, uh, she, he says, obviously you missed his speech yesterday with Massey and Roy, says Brindle Bear. Yeah, send it to me, brother. I'll take a look at it. Um, and I have to say that, uh, you know, if you change my mind, I'm willing to change my mind. But I just have not been impressed by the Donald, uh, not by the Ron DeSantis campaign. So Nikki Haley, is she going to win Iowa? Mm, not happen. Now New Hampshire, could she win New Hampshire? I mean, that is a good question because everybody's saying she's polling much better in New Hampshire. So she does appear to be within striking distance of Trump in New Hampshire. Her allies have said that even a strong second place place finish in Iowa could provide the momentum that she needs to push her across the the line for a critical win in New Hampshire, which I find to be hilarious, yes. Darwin13 says, forgiveness is key and necessary to move on. It's fine, I do forgive Ron DeSantis for being wrong about that, but I don't forgive him for being wrong about other issues in Florida, like the way that he's handled Disney and other issues that I think he's being an authoritarian on, and he hasn't apologized for it, and he hasn't taken it back, so I still got beef with him on that. Not to say that other candidates necessarily have been better on that, but still, uh, I got beef. The most recent poll out of New Hampshire shows her down by just four points. I mean, you know that it's bad when the media has to write a sentence like that. 
shows Haley down by just four points. Okay, well, yeah, so that is his striking distance, but we all know that the polls are not to be trusted for a large extent. So here's the thing. I'm going to bet this. I'm going to make a bet here right now, right? We'll see after uh, the end of the, at the end of this month. But I'm going to bet that Nikki Haley loses by double digits in New Hampshire. Yeah. Aww. I'd love to hear your thoughts, though, on that one. You can always text the show and let me know what you think at 573-319-1586. Again, the text lines are open at 573-319-1586 is the text line. So make sure that you let us know, and I will read your opinions on the air. One listener text in says, uh, if Nikki wins New Hampshire, then it is no longer a liberty state. Good to know. One Another listener, Kilsharian, texted in about the man who jumped into the aquarium at Bass Pro, which we are going to talk about later, saying the man on the aquarium was a military veteran who's having mental health problems. He was on a, on a waiting list several months for help. I did not realize that. One listener texted in and says, tell the audience why you say gift, but not gif. Well, the answer to that is because I was talking about gifts and gifs earlier. Uh, why do I say gift but not gift? Well, tell me this. Why do you say giraffe instead of giraffe? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you say, do you call it giraffe, um, Floby? Do you call it a giraffe or do you call it a, a giraffe? Yes. The letter G has long been used as a j sound for years and years. So we call a gif a gif because choosy programmers choose gif. Well, another listener texted in, Tony in New York. What's up, Tony? How you doing, brother? First time texting. He texted in at 573-319-1586. And here's what he had to say. Vivek is actually closer to Javier Malay than Trump. I would tend to agree with you. You know what? I haven't heard Vivek Ramaswamy when it comes to the question of industrial policy. Another listener texted in this morning says, hey, AP, it's Waldo. Just want to let you know that there was no aliens in Bayside, Miami. Thank you, Waldo. Where is Waldo? Did you guys see that story about an alien walking around last week? That was kind of weird. Well, thanks for clearing that up for us, uh, Waldo. I was hoping that that was the case, but uh, I appreciate that very much. Floby Tenderson says, you don't know how in pronounce giraffe. I don't know, but I know that you spelled in pronounce incorrectly. <laughs> You can text the show, too, at 573-319-1586. That's the text line. we got lots of great content for you left to go. We've got my buddy Remzo Martinez coming up next. What are we going to talk about with Remzo? Well, you'll just have to wait and see when we get back on the Wake Up America show. Don't leave. We'll be right back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're glad and thankful to have you here. Thank you very much to rumble.com for putting us up there on the front page like that. If you guys are listening to us down there in Sarasota, Florida, we're very grateful to have you supporting the Wake Up America Show in such a great way. Click like and subscribe to the Wake Up America Show channel you're listening to right now so you can come back and join us here every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. The Wake Up America Show streams live. It's a great way to start your day every Monday through Friday, again, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. So make sure you adjust that and put us in your calendars and make us destination listening. We'd be glad to have you come back and join us here five days a week. All right, let's get this show on the road. Lots of great content and one of my favorite guests coming up here in just a few seconds to talk about this next topic. The Wall Street Journal reported over the weekend that Elon Musk has used illegal drugs. Oh, no. No way. The hell you say? 
Some executives and board members fear that the billionaire's use of drugs, including LSD, whoa, cocaine, ecstasy, mushrooms, and ketamine, could harm his companies. But sounds like a really great party. Too bad he doesn't live a, have a house that he could throw one in. Joining us now to discuss is my good friend Remzo Martinez is joining us. What's up, Remzo? Austin, isn't this no different than like Abraham Lincoln and U.S. Grant? As soon as he found out he was like a raging alcoholic, but he was suddenly winning. He was just like, send him more of whatever he wants. I say if Elon's been doing this at this point in the year of our Lord 2024, who gives a shit, dude? Well, it's like you're right about that. Uh, I was making the joke earlier that it's like I drink one uh, tank seven or Belgian triple ale with anything above a five percent ABV and I'm dead the next morning. This guy can do LSD, ketamine, cocaine, uh, and allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. And allegedly. He, and disclaimer. Can, disclaimer. And can, and can create billion-dollar companies and send rockets up into space, some of them even successfully. Uh, and, and, yet, and yet he is still getting criticized. This seems to me to be a classic hit piece from people who just want to take him down. What, about, what do you think? It's just another chapter in the long continuing character assassination we've seen since he bought Twitter, now X, a couple of years ago, Austin. They tried saying that his family was a part of the apartheid, that he was a racist, all these other things. Well, the apartheid part might be a little true, but that's his father and grandfather, and that's a whole other thing. But like, they tried to say that he's a racist, he's a misogynist. You know, he eats puppies and all this other stuff. And it's like, <laughs> this man has been in the public eye. For decades he used to be a liberal darling and then all he needed was that one pivot and suddenly he's the enemy who else do we see this with huh i don't know maybe somebody named donald trump now people are gonna be like you can't compare elon to trump i'm like yeah trump hasn't sent his giant orange rocket into space yet but he did create space force yet um you know this is this doesn't surprise me and i'm just wondering uh, you know, they, they already tried to throw out some sexual assault allegations. Those basically went away. Then they tried to tie him into the whole Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial. They're, they're getting to the point where they're going to run out of things and they're going to accuse him of murder. This is going to be like Paul Ryan push, pushing granny over the over the mountain. I mean, it's just I, I'm not surprised that they've tried to do this. I read in the article, Remzo, uh, from the Wall Street Journal, they say that when Musk took the stage at this event uh, at his headquarters for SpaceX, he slurred his words and rambled around for 15 minutes. But uh, listen, I don't know much about Elon Musk, but I'll tell you this. I know that he only sleeps like two or three hours a night, and uh, that'll make anybody slur their words. It's, they're really reaching, aren't they? I don't know why they focus on that. When it comes to him, when they look at Joe Biden slurring, shitting his pants, his wife is having to literally walk him off stage. And they're just like, this man is mentally and physically fit. Um, you know, the Wall Street Journal for some time has started to go down the route of the Washington Post, you know, prior to Jeff Bezos buying them. Uh, the Wall Street Journal is a Fox Corp company. So you would think that they would have a little bit more sense since all the Fox Corp brands, New York Post, Fox News, et cetera, seem to be pretty friendly with Musk. So, you know, I look at this and I'm like, OK, what's the story behind the headline? Who at Fox Corp, you know, which of the Murdochs who got mad and decided that they were going to suddenly bring up something that would only be an issue in like 2005? 
Yeah, it, it's it just seems as if they're they're doing everything they can to try and attack him. Th this is kind of like one of the aspects of cancel culture. The way that the left fights in, in warfare is one lawfare, right? Like what they're doing to Donald Trump. They're trying to sue him, imprison him, throw him in jail, bankrupt him. But then the other aspect of this is the complete and total business warfare aspect where they're trying to undermine the value, the stock value of his companies. It's really a way to try and silence him. So like attacks like these, which he denies, by the way, in the last 22 hours, Musk issued a statement claiming that he is regularly drug tested at SpaceX and that he uh, that he pees clean. I think people are like they're, they were building on this from that time that he went on the Elon Musk podcast. And I think he was the, the actual like remember Bill Clinton when he said, yeah, he smoked it, but you know he didn't inhale. I, I don't think Musk actually inhaled that day either. And he said he didn't. But that's probably what they're building this off of. But nevertheless, it, it, this is one of the, uh, the left's playbook. This is one of the, the plays in the left's playbook. They want to try and destroy us financially. And, de you know, because people like us, you, me, uh, you've probably been deplatformed to, to some extent in the past. I mean, I've been banned from TikTok. Every, you know, I'm still on, on Instagram. I can only reach people who are actually subscribed to me. So I'm suppressed on that platform. Facebook doesn't show my stuff to anybody. Right. Twitter is the only platform that I can actually grow on a little bit and, and actually have my voice heard. And here on Rumble.com, give it up. What's up, Rumble? 521 people watching us live. Smash that like button and subscribe. But this is a way to silence Elon Musk, a way to attack him and to denigrate him and destroy his ability to earn a living, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I, I couldn't have said it better. I, I look at this much like I look at how Steve Jobs was the first time he was ousted from Apple. What did he do? He went ahead and made a computer that actually really didn't work and looked stupid. But because they knew him, because they knew that they didn't demotivate him, because they knew that he was still going to remain as an industry player, what they do? They brought him back. And for all these people looking at Musk thinking, oh, you know, if we can get the board to go ahead and, and kick him out and, you know, we can get, as they always love to say, adults at the table and that type of thing he'll be gone. And it's like, do you know, how, do you know that this guy never stops? He's a workaholic. He's a genius. He's just going to go ahead and he'll start Tesla with a Z or something. And uh, then he'll fight the trademark disputes and then he'll still be around. And then once, you know, the stock of all his companies starts to fall, they will beg to bring him back. Um, you know, recent example in more conservative circles. Have you heard from Project Veritas recently? Have you heard mm. from Young Americans for Liberty recently? Like, there's a lot of this situation where it's like you go after somebody because somebody got somebody mad, and now they try and use these leftist tactics to get rid of them, and oops, what happens? The organizations fall. So they can keep going because they have to, because they think that this is what they must do. But you cannot take down a man who doesn't know stop. Yeah, exactly. And I love when he is uh, in a public interview. I can't remember which one it was, but maybe it was a month or two ago when somebody when they were talking about the advertisers being pulled off of X slash Twitter. And he and he they're like, well, don't you think that you ought to moderate your speech and what you say, you know, because you're losing all this money? He's like, you're trying to blackmail me with money. He's like, go fuck yourself. And it's like, damn, you can't buy it. I mean, he's got literal, well, you money. He's got you money and he's going to tell you to off if elon musk says off he doesn't care i mean th that's the beauty of of elon musk's position not a lot of people have that 
people like you and I, we have jobs. When I lose access to one of my social media platforms, I lose money. That that takes away from our lifestyle. And he's in a unique position. But I mean, I would say, you know, the answer to this next question should be, well, we should all get Elon Musk rich, and that would be nice. Maybe some of us can, maybe some of us can't. But, you know, what do you think are some successful tactics to fight against this? Because you know, Elon Musk can obviously fight for himself, but you know, we, the rest of us, we all have to kind of like use like group tactics, right? We've got a school like fish and, and swarm in order to defend ourselves. Like what are some good ways to fight back against things like this? If you've got a business, Remzo, any ideas? The only thing better than voting is voting with your money. You know, we've said this for years and I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point, but you know, we've got parallel economy for a reason, good, bad, or indifferent. You don't like, um, you know, Indiegogo or all those other sites. There's Give, Send, Go. You don't like, um, you know, Facebook. There's X now. It used to be all the other myriad of, you know, alternative social media platforms that went with the dinosaurs and they're not around. You, I mean, there's Old Glory Bank and none of these people are paying me. I'm just trying to think of places. I mean, Ben Carson started a bank like nobody talked about that. And I looked at that and I was like, damn, son. No I mean, idea. Oh, yeah, they, they started a bank like a year ago and he brought in like a bunch of other people and some country music singer out. Remember, I mean, it, there's there's got to be alternatives. I mean, how how much money did Dan Bongino? I mean, just his time and his reputation alone. How much of that did he put into building alternative social media platforms and, you know, payment processors? So you, you think of this and you're just like, you know, if I actually want to support these people, you, you've got to go ahead and support them with your money. And no, this isn't like donating to a politician. Like when people start a business, like they've got to actually have something to prove it. So it, I'm not just saying, you know, go for like the ultra right beers and stuff, which by the way, ordered a case and a calendar. Go ahead and check you, them out. Did you do that? Oh my did you gosh. Order that yeah. Beer? How, how yeah. was the, how was the beer? I'm a, okay. I, okay. I like Miller. I like Miller light. I yes. like Miller light. It's somewhere between like a Miller light and a Miller highlight. Uh, so, you know, people were like, oh, it's just going to be like, you know, private labeled Bud Light. No, I, I would say it's more like a Miller. Okay. Okay. So good, it's to know. good. Good to know. All I, right, I'd well, get it if I saw it at stores. I'd love to go ahead and load up my cart at Costco with a giant case of ultra right <laughs> beer. That'd be awesome. All right, you've given me a perfect, uh, a perfect little segue here where I can say, uh, by the way, for those of you who are just tuning in, that I do have my own coffee because I'd like to be cancel proof as well at Founding Flavors Coffee is at ap4libertyshop.com. I saw my friend Irv's mommy over in the chat is saying that her coffee is out for delivery today, so she's going to get hers today, and I know you're going to love it, Irv's mommy. And if you already love the coffee, don't forget we do have a Coffee of the Month subscription club, so if you want to sign up and have it delivered once a month, every two weeks for those who are really addicted, uh, or every two or three months, you can support the ideas that you believe in, Remember, Starbucks takes your money and pays for abortions. So keep your money in the movement. Have you heard of this company, Remzo, called Public Square that's doing something similar? Have you, do you know much about them? No, tell, tell me about them. You, should, you would like them, actually, um, especially if you have a marketplace like, like I do. So Public Square is this company that was founded by conservatives. It's part of the, I believe they're called red bubble group do you know these guys they're kind of oh, like re, re, yeah the red bubble job forum yeah mm -hmm. they they got big over the last couple of years because when employers were threatening to destroy your livelihood because biden was going to find them when you didn't take the thing we can't talk about mm -hmm. uh they were actually posting jobs from employers that didn't hate humanity yeah big yeah. red bubble fan so I, I think they're i'm i think they're the same group i could be wrong as that did public square but so my patriotic merchandise shop AP for Liberty Shop is listed over there at 
Public Square. And we actually get a fair clip of business from Public Square. For, it's basically an online marketplace that's trying to compete with Amazon, right? So, do you, I mean, you listen, you worked for Parler, so you know what it's like to have your infrastructure ripped out from underneath your feet. So, I mean, when it comes to cancel culture, conservatives and libertarians are starting to make headway and starting to build alternative platforms. Public Square is one of them. Redbubble is another. Rumble.com, which we're on right now and on the front page, thank you, Rumble, is another. But, you know, I would say 10 years ago, we were losing the, the cancel culture battle. I'm not saying we're winning right now, but we're certainly on a lot firmer footing now than we were a decade ago. Wouldn't you agree? We're, we're getting close, but I would say we're still far behind. I and mean, we've made a lot of progress uh, the past decade. But I mean, Andrew Breitbart, before he passed, was like, you know, we need to stop putting money into think tanks and super PACs and we need to build our own Hollywood. Mm. And he was saying this during the Bush administration, um, you know, when conservatives were quote winning and libertarians were like, we're getting somewhere. And everyone was just like, it could get worse. And it got worse. And now we're suddenly starting to feel the heat because we've been kicked out of the kitchen. Um, you brought up Parler. I mean, look at, uh, look at another social media platform, Gab. Um, they lost their banking service. They had to create their own bank. They had to create their own stuff. I mean, how often is it like we have to take the argument of, oh, we'll just build it yourself. Well, we're not just having to build one thing. We're having to build an entire apparatus of companies and support networks. It's not just good enough to be an activist or somebody who's you know, ideologically vocal. You got to bring your talents into this. You got to combine it with your passions because we're getting to the point where, you know, when people and I, this is my, this is my warning. I've been talking about this for two years, very actively. When you stop getting access to your checking account, when your credit cards get cut, as Post Malone once said, you better run, you better run fast because we're getting to that point. You know, we just passed the third anniversary of January 6th. Ironically, I was flying out of Ronald Reagan airport where um, many of the people who had attended the protests that day in 2021, uh, their flights were canceled, their banking their uh, banking access started getting cut. We saw this happen with the Freedom Truckers in Canada the last couple of years where they had all their assets frozen. We're getting to the point where your money is going to be taken from you. Your funds and your assets are going to be frozen, and it's going to be because you said that men are men and women are women or something like the sky is blue. We're getting to that point. It's not going to happen. It's already happening. It's only a matter of time until it happens to hit the people who are like, well, you know, I'm apathetic of all of this. I don't say anything extreme. Your mere existence is going to be enough at some point. No, completely agree. Give it up for Remzo Martinez. Here on the Wake Up America show, we're glad and thankful to have you here. Let me just reset real quick because we do have a lot of people joining us live right now. They might be wondering who we are, what we're talking about. I'm Austin Peterson, and I'm the host of the Wake Up America show, which you're watching live right now. Do us a favor, click that like button and subscribe to the channel if you're enjoying the content that you're hearing right now today. I'm speaking to Remzo Martinez. We're talking a little bit about cancel culture coming for Elon Musk, specifically in the form of allegations that Elon Musk used several hard drugs, which he has denied in the last 22 hours. We're talking about that and the attempt to try and de-platform people who have ideas that go against left-wing NPC programming here on the Wake Up America show. We fight for economic freedom and we fight for personal liberty. And Remzo and I are having a little conversation right now about alternative to the mainstream platforms, places like rumble.com, where you're watching us live right now, all 573 of you. So thank you very much for joining in. We'd love to have you come back and join us here regularly on this show. 
Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time is the show schedule. So make sure you come back and join us again tomorrow morning. Um, Remzo, uh, can I switch topics here for you a minute? Do you, are you okay with pivoting to the Iowa caucuses that are coming up next week? Oh, I'm looking forward to that like anyone would look forward to a colonoscopy. Let's I'm do it. I'm just ready for it to be over, Remzo. I'm just tired of all, all the candidates playing pretend. And as much as I love Vivek Ramaswamy, you know, he's down there in the single-digit doldrums. I'd love to see Donald Trump pick him for VP. But at this time, isn't it pathetic to watch like the... I like DeSantis, but it's kind of pathetic to see how his people are like, we're going to win Iowa. And Nikki Haley's are like, we're going to lose Iowa, but we're going to win in New Hampshire, maybe. And it's just like, oh, God, I just want it to be over because I can't stand watching some of our friends debase themselves. How about you? Austin, you know me. I've been in this fight for my entire adult life. And for the first time ever, I have watched absolutely none of the debates. Really? I've watched none of them. Mm. And it's gotten to the point where it's just like the, these people are they're, they're trying to they're, they're just auditioning for their next job. The way I've seen it, this is like America's next top model VP edition. Like that's that's all this is. <laughs> and it, it became that point when Trump has never gone under like 65 percent favorability within the Republican Party. And every time they do a poll, he's I mean, this is not 2016 where it was him and Carson Fiorina really neck and neck for a little bit and everything else. I mean, he, he's he's owned it and he's never gone down. We're here at the point where it's like, you know, Cruz in 2016, um, he won he won Iowa and it was it was pretty neck and neck. This is not even like this isn't a competition. This is a beating. And they think that by attacking him, I saw Nikki Haley on a, on some interview uh, over the weekend, say she would consider picking DeSantis as her VP if it meant defeating Trump. It's like, who the hell are you? Like, you're just attacking everybody. I know people who personally think that Trump is a horrendous person, but they're like, you know what? We saw how he was as president. I want him back and I'm going to go ahead and vote for him. Republicans, independents, and some liberals who don't want me to call them out alike who have spoken to me. And um, the, the way I see it, this is a waste of money. This is people securing book deals. Nikki's going to go back to Lockheed and Raytheon. And, and as far as DeSantis goes, man, I, I still think he's America's best governor. But he has surrounded himself with some freaking morons. When you look at the people who are boosting DeSantis's campaign, one, they only got popular because of Trump. Um, they worshipped his, at his feet for years. And now they turned on him because he got unpopular a little bit and they have to stick to Ron because this is this is the only way they could save face. Because I, I tell you this, the day after he drops out, half of them are going to go to Haley and the rest are going to go to Trump. And then when Trump is the nominee, they're going to do what they always do. I know I said that he was, you know, a genocidal maniac and rapist and <laughs> all these other things, but we need to get together. It's like, you know, this doesn't make Trump look bad. This makes you look bad. And um, you just made America's top governor, hopefully a potential president down the road, look horrible in the process. I see this as uh, DeSantis's tryout, uh, you know, much like uh, the chess club in my high school. He lost to the Indian guy and uh, it's just not kind of it's just not working out. So, you know, not no, but not now, Ron. He's got to make it stop. So do you think Trump can win? Can he beat Biden? Yes. 
this is we're, we're, we're at a point where a one term president is still riding on this idea supported by a majority of the country that regardless to whether they say the election was rigged or not, that something was wrong and that they do not feel that the current president is one legitimate and two capable. He has continued every time through all the lawsuits, through all the trials, through all the mugshots combined, been able to stay on top of not just favorability within his party, but within all the possible general outcomes. Now, mind you, Trump and Biden are the two most historically unliked candidates, but we're not voting for people based off who we like. We're, we're voting for people based off this idea of self-preservation that we have that whoever the president is, is going to drastically affect their lives. I can definitely say that Biden makes Obama look conservative by comparison. So the fact that we're here now and we're going to go through this ridiculous process with the caucuses where everyone is going to talk about their 10 point strategies by this time, November, I think that Donald Trump returns for a second for a second term in January 2025. Boy, oh boy, that's going to be exciting if he does. So who does he pick for VP? I don't think it's going to be anyone who's currently running, and I, I don't think it's going to be Vivek like a lot of people have said so, because I don't think you can get two alphas to sit in the same place. Mm. I think he's going to choose somebody akin to a Pence, but less likely to Judas Iscariot him in the middle of the night. Wow, man. Speaking of Judas Iscariot, Pence is out there campaigning against him, telling people not to vote for him. There's going to be a lot of people who with egg on their face, like you were saying earlier, as soon as it's over, like he, they're going to be like, oh, actually, I take back everything that I said. Is this going to be like the biggest turnaround that we've seen the GOP do since what, 2016? I don't think it's going to be as much of a turnaround, but it's going to be a complete shedding. Um, Alex Jones on X. It's so it's so wild to see him back on there. He went ahead and uh, retweeted something favorably of Vivek Ramaswamy. He said, this man is the future. And, and honestly, Vivek has succeeded where a lot of you know, pro-liberty candidates have failed in the past. He has completely demolished the neocon class. If we can thank Ramaswamy for one thing, it's completely changing the narrative in the GOP forever. You think Trump did it in 2016? Vivek is giving the eulogy. Love to see it, but Remzo, it's something that I could have never predicted back when you and I were still working together in your earliest of uh, Freedom Fighter days. I think it was what, what, back in like 2013 or something like that. You and I way were working yonder back, way, way, way back. Uh, Remzo back. and I were working together to fight for freedom. Could have never seen the end of the neocons, and would have never predicted if it was going to be brought about that it would be done by Donald Trump of all people. Hey, Remzo, where can people follow you online or learn more about your work? Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we let you go? I'll keep it short, sweet, and simple. Go ahead and find me on X at Hey Remzo. That's H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O for all my projects, news, updates, and more. I think it's your handsome face. So many people started logging in and the numbers have just gone crazy. So I want to make sure that they know to follow Hey Remzo over at X.com. Hey, appreciate your time. Thanks for being so generous with it, Remzo. Thanks for sticking uh, to the true north position on libertarianism. We love you very much and uh, appreciate your time today. Appreciate you, Austin. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much. That's Remzo Martinez. Give it up. Yeah, I say I love you to other men. I'm comfortable with myself. No, Don't... God! No, God, please, <laughs> What do you guys no, think of no. Remzo Martinez? He's pretty no. good, right? Definitely. No. Send us a text this morning with your thoughts if you'd like to have me read your words on air. I can't always follow what's being said in the chat. I do my best, but it goes by sometimes too fast. 
So if you'd like to have your words read on the air, you can send me a text at 573-319-1586. Again, the text line is open night or day. Uh, and I respond to your text messages, even if you're listening to the audio version of the show, um, anytime, 573-319-1586. Again, the text lines are open and you can send me a text anytime, night or day, at 573-319-1586. Again, one more time, 573-319-1586. Five eight six. That's the text line. Okay. All right. We've got lots more content for you this morning. I think I had another clip. Oh, so are you guys big Javier Malay fans? Okay. I do have a clip. I, I know you guys like Javier Malay. I do have a clip of Javier Malay where he's debating the gender wage gap. And whenever we have Javier Malay clips, I always have to translate them from the Espanol. But before we get to that, did you guys see the naked man who jumped into the tank at Bass Pro? It was pretty funny. Yeah, it turns out that the guy may have actually been a um, may have actually been a veteran who was suffering with some mental health issues. Um, and I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. But before we do, very briefly, I got to take a quick little commercial break so I can go grab that video. So don't go away. I'll be right back on the Wake Up America Show. One minute. Well, we'll be right back on the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're glad and thankful to have you here. How's everybody feeling today? All 700 of you here? Glad to have you here. I'd love it if you'd do me a favor and click that like button. And I know for many hundreds of you watching right now, you've probably never seen the show before. Well, good morning and welcome. I'm Austin Peterson, and I'm the host of the Wake Up America show. I'm a liberty-loving free market loving American libertarian Republican, I like to call myself. If you love economic freedom and personal liberty, and you're looking for a great morning show to start your day so that you can find out what's happening in the world, get the news that you can use, maybe a little laugh uh, along with your founding flavors coffee, then you've come to the right place. So make sure you subscribe to the channel and come back and join us here every Monday through Friday from seven to 9 a.m. Central time on the Wake Up America show. We stream it live and we like to think of ourselves as freedom friends. So make sure you introduce yourself in the comments as well. Say, Hey, my name is, my name is Slim Shady or whatever your name just happens to be like C Mill is dumb for the first time joining us here today. Frank Kowitz joining us for the first time today. Darwin 13. What's up all you beautiful people. Nice to see it as well as our regulars like CJ 824 quantum kitty Horatius Joni Rankin. Hi Joni looking kind of cute and Urz mommy and Brindle bear. What's up people? Yeah, we still got 30 minutes of the show left to go. I got a text message from our new friend Waldo. What's up, Waldo? He sent a text at 573-319-1586. And today's the first time we've heard from him. He already said, hey, AP, it's Waldo. How can I become a supporting listener? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Uh, he's already going to become a monthly subscriber to this show. We have people who want to help support the message of economic freedom and personal liberty, and you can do so as well. You can either support the show through rumble.com and you get one of those little see Urs mommy over in the chat. First timer Sue Davis here as well. What's up, Sue Davis? Oorah, devil dog. Tufelhunden. Glad to have a member of the U.S. Marine Corps here with us today. Urs mommy, uh, joining us live on the stream there says, 
Uh, so you can see that she's got that little, um, it looks like a chess piece with the red thing next to her, her name. That means that she's a monthly subscriber here on the Wake Up America show. And just FYI, we don't just take your money and give you nothing for it. We actually do give you some great benefits. And we do give you a 20% discount at APForLibertyShop.com. See those items that I've got on the screen right there? Founding Flavors Coffee, Less Government, More Beer. We've got Javier Malay shirts, Donald Trump merchandise, all kinds of weird and wacky stuff. AP for Liberty Shop is for like conservatives who drink a little or like, you know, patriotic, but weird, right? If you're like conservative, but you like hang out with people who like rock and roll, but or if you're like a libertarian and maybe you see aliens at night, like this is the kind of like patriotic merch shop for you, I would think. That's your kind of place. So you get a 20% discount if you are a monthly supporter of the Wake Up America show. And you can either do it here on Rumble or you can do so at my website, which is the best way to do it just because then we get to keep the majority of the cash. So if you go to wakeupamericashow.com slash support, or then you'll be able to find, you can do a $5 a month, $10 a month. We even have somebody who does $100 a month. And you know who you are, Andy Opperman. And you get a 20% discount at AP for Liberty Shop for any of our Liberty merchandise. We've got awesome, beautiful, patriotic metal signs that you can get and hang out in front of your barn. Maybe you want to have one that like somebody bought the other day, like their house number with a beautiful American Eagle. So you can customize all these metal signs. So if you're a monthly subscriber, you get 20% off those beautiful metal signs, indoor and outdoor, you can hang them. So it's a really good deal for people who are into supporting conservative and libertarian talk. Uh, we are the new anti-radio. I saw the other day that um, odyssey.com, which is used to be radio.com, actually filed for bankruptcy the other day. So the old news media is dying. Radio and television, advertising just isn't keeping up. More and more people are supporting little shows like these um, that actually stand against what the mainstream media has been trying to force feed down our throats for years. Establishment republicanism, which is opposed to the ideals of limited government, the ideals of the Constitution, of freedom, free market, liberty, republicanism. That's what I stand for. And I'm very grateful because for a year and almost a half, the Wake Up America show has been streaming live. This little, this is a two-person business. It's me and my wife, my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie. She joins us live on the shows on Friday. And we do a little Freedom Family Friday. So you get to meet my brother, Justin Peterson, and my wife, Stephanie. And we just do like a little Peterson family gathering on Fridays where we talk about the news, we talk about politics, we talk about gossip and fun stuff and goof around and we dog on the left and we generally have a good time. So if you like to get together with like-minded people in the mornings, the Wake Up America show is for you. And if you want to support content like this, then we'd be glad and grateful to have your custom and of course offer you a discount. And we do monthly prize drawings as well. So you might even win a free item from the shop. Just uh, last month, somebody won a free box of coffee from AP for Liberty Shop. There we go. Uh, Urs Mommy says she needs to get one, a custom metal sign, house number with something. There you go. Maybe a beautiful American Eagle. Okay, let's talk about the news. I'm going to have to be real careful about how I display this because I'm going to try not to display any nudity, although you would probably not be able to see anything anyway because as most of us know, when you get in the pool as a man, uh, things begin to shrink. A 42-year-old man was arrested in, you guys called it, Leeds, Alabama, after diving into a Bass Pro Shop aquarium naked. <laughs> There's a lot more to this story. Listen to this. Um, uh, the man crashed his car. Didn't know that. 
disrobed, knew that, and executed a daring plunge into the store's massive aquarium on Thursday night. Video taken by bystanders shows the man doing a cannonball dive into the aquarium and later stand underneath the waterfall. Um, the man spent about five minutes in the water before officers arrived at the scene. I've got some funny stuff to show you on this one, too. He exited the water to confront two police officers, only to dive back into the aquarium. Eventually, he climbed over the side, fell to the concrete floor where he appeared unconscious. Good God, man. Law enforcement grabbed him, handcuffed him. Then he woke up again and he started to struggle with the officer. He was charged with public lewdness, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, assault on police, two counts of criminal mischief, um, and uh, two counts of reckless endangerment. Poor guy. Um, police Chief Irwin there said the man suffered from mental health issues, according to his family. Yeah, you think, you think. So I'm going to try and be real careful about this and try not to show anything too lewd, but here we go. Here's the guy. Watch him. Now, that was not a cannonball. I think this must, this must have been his second jump. As you can see here, his second jump into the tank. Now, you can't really see there. It's kind of blurred out. What's the person recording saying? <laughs> All right, I'm going to use my little... I'm going to use my finger cursor here to cover it up. Oh, oh ouch. Poor guy. Oh, knocked him out cold. Dumbass. Oh, poor, poor guy. I mean, that's what everybody would be saying, but whatever you do, don't li don't tase the guy. The guy's standing there in water. Are you are you stupid or something? Yeah, I figured he did not have much fight in him after that. I would think that if you had a taser and the guy's standing in water, that that electrocuting the guy. He ought to be able to fly across this floor pretty good. Now we see the violence inherent in the system. Okay, so, you know, we could laugh at this guy, we could feel bad for him, but we're going to laugh in just a second. I like this next gif here. The fish in that Bass Pro tank. Look at the expression on this kid's face. This kid's like, ah, and then. <laughs> Camelia, which Bass Pro was this? It was the one in Alabama. Don't worry, it was not the one here in the state of Missouri, because that we, we'd all be talking about it if it was that, that was the situation. Oh, try not to see any nudity. There we go. Now I'm trying, I'm trying to avoid uh, any actual nudity here. There. Oh, here we go. Here's the cannonball one. This is the one that I wanted to see. Okay, so here's the one of the guy where he does the cannonball. Boom. Okay, so that was the cannonball. So I want to see, because he gets out. I didn't see that part. He gets out and then he jumps back in. Man, that's got to be cold, doesn't it? It's got to be cold. Well, that one's smart. There he goes. He goes back in. <laughs> Mr. Ski 56. Good morning, Mr. Ski says. Sounds like a Jose Cuervo situation. Yes, it does. Horatius 148 says, tasing would have been funny to see the cops go get shocked too. Yes, exactly. Completely agree. Wait. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Alabama uh, is where it went. Alabama. Uh, <laughs> it is funny. And, uh, well, you know, we do love the comedic fodder there. The uh, Wake Up America show is not above a little bit of humor. Now, here's the thing. Now, some people, and if you've seen the actual video full screen up close and personal, where it's like somebody who's standing right in front of the uh, tank, 
then a lot of people were like, where is the guy's junk? And I will say this, that, um, that a lot of people don't quite understand how the mail system, the undercarriage works and operates because people are like, oh, he's got a tiny, you know what, or like, well, what happened to his package? Why is it that you can't see anything, even though you're standing right in front of the guy? Well, first of all, you all should remember the famous Seinfeld episode. I was in the pool. There was shrinkage, right? So that does happen. But what, for those of you who don't have this undercarriage like me and my fellow men do, let me just kind of explain to you how this works. Ladies, ostensibly ladies, right? We're still allowed to call you that. The, the undercarriage of a man is in a constant state of flux. Right? And, and a lot of what the position of it, it has a lot to do with uh, the, the outside environmental factors, perhaps the temperature, right? Or perhaps the underwear that you were wearing just a few minutes before, right? So it's not like, it's not a constant. The undercarriage of a man is not a constant. It doesn't consistently stay in one position or another or the same size. It expands and it shrinks based on the environmental factors. So a lot of this can have to do with the mental state that you might be in, for example. So if you are extremely nervous, for example, then it might mimic the exact situation that you would be in with this man where he is jumping into a cold pool. Now, listen, you got to give it up to this guy for having the guts to do something like this, because, I mean, he's just showing the world all of his ghibli bits, okay? And, you know, give it up for Bass Pro Man. You've got shrinkage on the one hand uh, when it comes to being in a cold pool, for example, and then you've just got the basic mindset. So whatever kind of a mindset you're in as a man can actually impact the size and shape of your undercarriage as a man. I have to explain this to people who don't know. But for, if, you're, if you were wondering, if you saw the picture or the video of the guy jumping into the Bass Pro tank up close, and you were wondering why it was that you couldn't see anything, it looked, you know, like it was all hidden away. Well, some of that can have to do with how cold the water was that he jumped in, which I'm told was 48 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty damn cold, to be honest. And second of all, your, your mindset can change if you're thinking about something. Have you ever been in a situation with a man where he was excessively nervous, for example, right, perhaps? Right. Uh, Brindle Bear 01 reminds us medications can cause shrinkage too. Yes. Thank you very much. No, it's true. Oh, God. No, God. Please. It's true. Uh, Angel, uh, Angelogia joining us for the first time today. What's up, Angel? Just call me Angel of the Gia. Angel, she says, you're assuming he has a mind. Oh, man. You guys are being so mean. Naked Alabama man. Uh, Tali 1982 says, thanks for the biology lesson, AP. You're welcome. There are crucial intellectual environmental factors that can impact the size and shape of the man's undercarriage. But uh, you know what? Uh, since we're getting towards the end of the show, we might as well get to my favorite thing in the world. These are a few of my favorite things. Javier Malay of Argentina killing it, as usual. Speaking about men and women, debating on the wage gap. Now, obviously, I don't speak Espanol, and many of you don't either. And for those who will be listening later uh, and won't be able to see the screen, I will be um, uh, doing a play-by-play, -play, essentially, of this debate, where Javier Malay is debating a leftist on the gender pay gap. You got to watch. You got to listen. It's damn good stuff. All studies demonstrate the existence of the wage gap between men and women, says this leftist professor. Wrong. 
but let's continue and hear what the leftist professor has to say in the face of greatness, Javier Malay. In Argentina, she says women have to work eight more days per month to equal a man's salary. Do you deny patriarchy out of ignorance or because of sexism, she says. So don't you love it? It's kind of like that same clip that we watched last week with Vivek Ramaswamy on Friday, where he was asked by that reporter, do you deny white supremacy or do you condemn white supremacy? This is the game that the left plays. It's a Kafka trap. You know, it's heads I win, tails you lose. So do you deny patriarchy because you're sexist or because you're ignorant, she says. So no matter how you answer that, of course, or whatever you say, it's, you know, it's the allegation is always there. Typical shit leftist. Here comes the man, Javier Malay, the lion of Argentina, with his response. He says, I deny it based on empirical evidence. You know what? Now, look at her face when he says that, when he says that. This ignorant, God, I want to say bad words so badly. Watch. When you break down the averages and consider profession by profession, in a, inequality disappears. What if you were right and the damn capitalists, the exploiters that you refer to, who only want to make money, if what you were saying is true, you'd have to enter a company and they should be all women. Guess what you'd find? Of course, you don't know what it's like to go to a company, but you know what? There will be half men and half women. In other words, your theory doesn't hold up with the data. Gracias. Thank you. Beautiful man, right? Because think about it. If you could pay women less than men for the same job, what employer, what greedy capitalist isn't going to pay all women? Duh! Why do people have to be so damn stupid? Good morning to all 745 people watching the Wake Up America show live. Please. I don't speak any Espanol. Do me a favor, click that like button, will you? And subscribe to the channel before you leave. I know many of you are working adults who have got kids and you're kind of getting ready for the day, school day or what have you, and you're very busy. But if you could do that, do us a favor and click like and subscribe to the channel then you'll be able to join us tomorrow morning because I know what happens a lot of times people who see us at the front page of rumble.com forget that I'm AP for Liberty on Rumble and you might not be able to find us again tomorrow if for some reason we're not featured. Thank you to rumble.com by the way for featuring us today. Subscribe to the channel that way you can find us again tomorrow morning because we start every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the Wake Up America show. I got one more great story before we let you go. You ready? Nine hats of unsuccessful people who never move forward in life. I've started talking a little bit more about entrepreneurship these days, because as many of you know, uh, here on the Wake Up America show, this is a small business. And the Wake Up America show is a way for me to promote my products that we have, great products at apforlibertyshop.com. I'm also um, a weekly columnist at Jack Posobiec's Human Events Magazine, uh, and I write for a couple of other blogs as well, and I'm trying to build a media business. As Remzo Martinez was saying earlier, we need to build a new Hollywood, and I'm working on a documentary right now about the Battle of Athens, which I think you will all be excited to see later this year. Uh, and I'm also trying to build film scripts that I can do one day, because if we get big enough here on the Wake Up America show, I'd like to make some libertarian movies. Wouldn't you love to see it? I've got one written about the story of Lysander Spooner and the American Civil War and, uh, and his views 
Uh, and I'd love to do, you know, documentaries about Milton Friedman and, and Friedrich Hayek. Did you know that Ludwig von Mises, the economist who built the backs, uh, who, who built American capitalism, essentially the f intellectual foundations of American capitalism, Ludwig von Mises was a Jew who had to flee from Austria because of persecution by the Nazis? Wouldn't you love to hear that story, that dramatic tale, actually be told in a Hollywood-style movie? I think you would. Like or subscribe to the channel to help us to get there, help us to build the real new media, economic freedom and personal liberty. It's time for us to tell our stories and not have them be told by shit leftists, as Javier Malay calls them. What do you say, eh? First, mommy says, owning your own business is hard but rewarding. Amen. Yes, it is. Um, okay, so speaking of entrepreneurship, I was thinking about uh, teaching you guys some of the best habits of entrepreneurs. Obviously, I get up at 4 a.m. and I do get in here at 5 a.m. and I'm working my, I'm going to work my tail off all day to create more content and great news and, and guests for you on the Wake Up America show. But a lot of this has to do with the habits that I engage in. And the number one habit that I have, bad habit that I have to fight is procrastination. You know, we all fight it. Procrastination is always going to be the number one killer of entrepreneurs. And it's one that we all should be taking a look at, especially with our New Year's resolutions, right? We all have a tendency to put, to put things off now and then. But procrastination isn't just an occasional lapse. It can become a way of life. Um, Airget Lamb asked the question, what was the Haley shocker? I tuned in late. Just an FYI, make sure that you, after the show, if you want to go back and hear the full conversation that I had with Remzo Martinez, Nikki Haley's shocker is that she's going to lose terribly in Iowa and New Hampshire. The poll, it was a, it was a joke based on a Newsweek um, um, article that was trying to make it sound as if Nikki Haley had a chance to win. So I was making fun of it and talking about how far behind she is in the poll. So the shocker is that she's going to get creamed by all of these idiots who are supporting her. So that's the Nikki Haley shocker, FYI. But, you, but we did do some great analysis of the primary. And if you want to go back and listen to it, Air Get Lamb, you can do so. Um, procrastination, number one challenge for entrepreneurs. I mean, we all fight it. And the fact is, it might be time to try and reconsider this habit. Try and find a way to force yourself to do the things that you know you need to do. Maybe put them in your calendar with reminders so you get little updates, right? Micro Habits, Atomic Habits is a book that my wife loves and recommends as well. Fear of failure is a big one. That one has never affected me so much because, you know, I've failed so much in my life that I don't, I'm not really afraid of it anymore. I guess now that I have a family, I am a little bit more than I was, but a lot of people I know do suffer from that kind of anxiety, but you just, you have to be willing to try and fail. I mean, I put out so much content uh, on my Instagram page and on YouTube and Facebook, you know, wake up America show. Sometimes my shows, these morning shows, they don't get a lot of views and that's a failure and I got to own that. Right. But I'm not, I, I do have some fear of failure, but I don't let that stop me from trying. I'm still going to get up here in the mornings and hope that rumble features this in the front page. I'm going to hope that people go to AP and get sales uh, and, and that we get sales, right? For me, four or five sales a day is a good day, right? And sometimes we only get one sale a day or two sales a day. And that's, that's failure. And I fear those days because I worry that I won't be able to do a show next month, right? If we don't have enough supporters or sales. So I have fear of failure, but I don't let that stop me from actually trying, from trying to succeed, trying to get more sales and trying to build the best Wake Up America show, daily talk show that I can. A number three one, this is one that I've really been working on lately and it's called, that people really neglect, which is personal growth, right? Most people 
are, are just running on autopilot and they, they're running on subconscious programs that are automatic, like ha habits, emotional reactions, attitudes, or beliefs and perceptions. But unsuccessful people, they always neglect the importance of personal growth. So I've, and my brother and I had a, a meeting this weekend because he wanted to learn uh, how I've been using artificial intelligence to grow my business. If that's something that you're interested in, you can reach out to me and I, I do provide uh, consulting and, and offer courses on that. Um, but people don't want to learn. Most people are not willing to learn. My brother and I sat down for a two hour crash course on all of the latest AI tools that I use to grow my business, automations, robots, things like that, right? So if you've, if you've gotten a DM from me on Instagram, for example, and said, and it's sounded like a robot, then it's because I have an automation set up in order to grow my email list, right? Because that way I can grow my marketing and, and grow my business. But I had to learn all of these skills. I mean, I run this whole show. I don't know if you can see this here, but I mean, I run this whole show all by myself here. You can see there's my stream deck. I can't show you the um, the Rodecaster Pro system and the ATEM Mini, but there's basically 150 little buttons that I have right now lit up around me. I can con I control the cameras all by myself. Hey, what's up? I set up the cameras. I do this all by myself. I had to learn this all, right? And I had to grow over the last few years to learn all these skills. I mean, just the audio is a huge challenge for a show like this. And then also running, you know, the shop and making sales and managing my monthly donors and keeping them happy. You have to grow. You have to be willing to learn. And I hope that 2024 can be a year where you actually say, hey, I'm going to do something new once a week, for example. So my goal is, is that I am going to learn a new skill at least once every week. Um, yesterday, I released a video about the Battle of the Bulge, which I produced with artificial intelligence. It wasn't perfect, but it was moving towards more of what I want to do, which is to do more history documentaries, right? And to produce more content. Artificial intelligence is giving us the tools, people like myself, who are, you know, middle class, not wealthy Hollywood producers, to be able to do things like that. So I've got to learn these skills, right? Don't neglect personal growth. Make sure that you are adding a new skill to your life, maybe even once a month, um, or suggest I suggest once a week at least. Don't live in the past, right? Some people have a habit of dwelling on the past, and they if you if you always look at the failures of the past, then you're 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 always going to continue to get the results that you always had. You have to look into the future, and you have to have an optimistic viewpoint in order to be able to get out of the old mindset, right, of your mistakes or failures or missed opportunities. As long as you're alive and kicking, the opportunities are going to be there for you, right? They, they are there. You just have to put yourself in a position, situation where the opportunity trains, they come by and they usually don't stop. And if they do stop, they don't stop for very long. So you've got to be willing to jump on the train as it goes by. You have to get yourself a little bit of a running head start. So don't live in the past. Think about the future. And of course, you can't avoid risk, right? I take an enormous risk, you know, quitting my job, starting a podcast and an e-commerce store and hoping to God that enough people are going to listen to this show in the mornings and actually buy enough Founding Flavors coffee that I can afford to feed my family, right? And honestly, it's kind of an insane thing to do, right? It's kind of weird. <laughs> but I have a dream that one day all of Austin Peterson's media companies will be able to produce libertarian content and more people will know about the message of liberty, and we will be judged based on the content of our content. <laughs> Terrible. Martin Luther King's turn in his grave. But you can't avoid risk. You got to take risks like these. Hell, I'm 42 years old. When was I going to take these risks? How old are you? And when were you going to take those risks or those opportunities? You got to be willing to take risks if you want to move forward in life. 
Also, don't neglect your relationships. For people who know me personally, you probably know that this is one of the things I'm better at, but I know I can struggle sometimes, and I know a lot of people do struggle with. We send out the Christmas cards every year. Like if you're a monthly donor and you're donating $17.76 a month to this show, the least the Peterson family can do is send you a Christmas card. Am I right? <laughs> you know? And of course, we do offer all kinds of, we also offer a, a yearly retreat that we can get uh, everybody who are, um, you know, the, uh, who's a fan of the show. We have a get together. This last year, we went to um, a canoeing in, uh, in Steelville, Missouri, which was really fun. Um, so don't neglect your relationships, right? Cherish your relationships and nur nourish, nurture them. It's not just about your personal relationships that you have with people too, but also about your business relationships because you never know when someone might actually turn into a really good business client of yours. Um, don't have a negativity bias. Man, I tell you so many people in my life have a negativity bi bias, right? Every setback is the end of the world, right? That's a trap that a lot of people fall into. Don't develop a negativity bias. Another one, Lack of self-discipline, that's a tough one, right? As you can see from me being a little bit overweight these days, my self-discipline, my eating and drinking habits, not so great. So I need to put my money where my mouth is or, you know, what I'm saying here, which is to, you know, start cutting back and having a diet. And I am getting a little bit better. I am turning the ship around. At least I'm exercising. So I got muscle underneath all this fat, but I'm the fattest I've ever been. And it's time to change. What about you? And number nine, ignoring self-care, right? It's easy to forget about this one, but if you ignore your physical, emotional, or mental well-being, that is a surefire way to stagnate in life. So make sure that you're practicing self-care, right? Your health, your well-being, these are your most important assets. If you're sick, you're not going to be able to do what you want to do or finish your job, right? Or take care of your kids, right? I want to be able to carry my children one day, right? And as I'll be an older father, right? I want to be able to lift my children up when I have kids. So, and hopefully that will happen soon. Okay. Listen, you guys rock, Air Get Lamb, first time joining us today, Robert F112, appreciate you all very much, Urz Mommy, Taco 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 Gun here, what's up? Glad to have you here, do me a favor, click that like button and subscribe to the channel, come back and join us every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time is the Wake Up America Show live stream, okay? Before you go, let me show you real quick what you might be missing. If you haven't done some kissing, APforLibertyShop.com is a great place to get delicious Founding Flavors coffee. Check this out. Anybody a big fan of Killdozer? You can get an awesome Killdozer hoodie over at APforLibertyShop.com. Tread on them. Every decent man is ashamed of the government that he lives under. You can get a Killdozer hoodie. If you're a big fan of Javier Malay, we've got Afuera hoodies as well. Those are awesome. You can get those. Those are designed by me. Nobody needs a Che Guevara shirt anymore, right? Let's get our Javier Malay hoodies. I also designed this shirt, and some people say that it's a little too small to see it, but trust me, when you get the shirt, you can see this Liberty Retro Electric. I designed this one as well. All those little pink spots in there are AK-47 machine guns. Not bad, right? Pretty cool. George Washington, what's he smoking? Something with Elon Musk? We don't know. And of course, our patriotic, all-American custom metal signs you can get it at ap4libertyshop.com. That's AP, the number four, ap4libertyshop.com. You can get those today. And of course, if you're a monthly subscriber to the show, you get that 20% sweet discount. So check out ap4libertyshop.com. And we'll see you tomorrow on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Bye, guys.